What's up, Cloud Gamers? <laughs> welcome, welcome to see. I'm just watching y'all's reaction. <laughs> Seeing holes, but is it? Yeah, we, we took all week to actually practice that singing in, in synchronization. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But welcome, guys. Uh, this is CGX Cast. This is going to be a fun one. Um, a lot of good things to talk about. As you guys know, there's still the whole Stadia first party studio stuff going on right now. We have GeForce now with another week where they're telling us um, what we're going to be getting. And this week is focused on indie titles. So we're going to cover that here as well. We're going to talk about some xCloud news, some good stuff happening with xCloud. For instance, we got browser support a look at that and what that's going to look like we're going to discuss that also some games were uh released for xcloud so we'll talk about those games this fall shadow coming back to ios we're going to discuss that and see what the panel have to say so we had a guest um she was supposed to be able to make it but she is not going to um but just want to um just shout out we might have another member ben uh, just hopping in here but this is the original cast, and it's uh, good to have them here in this panel. But before we get started, let's just check in, um, see what you guys are doing, see what you've been playing, and uh, yeah, just get feedback from y'all. So, Jerry, sir, how have you been? What have you been playing? Also, what platform have you been using to play that? Yeah, I've been doing good. I have been playing still Rogue Company, and that's been mostly on GeForce Now and Shadow. Um, my main PC has been so tied up. I can't game on it. Like it's to the point of like, it's always rendering a video or doing something and I can't use it. So I've been jumping over onto like my laptop or my other PC to use shadow a lot more and GeForce now. So I've been playing that there a little bit of Valheim. I had to kind of step away a little bit there (laughs) because I just can't allow myself to do it. Um, uh, Nothing else will get done. Um, So, and uh, for me, I'm a huge switch fan. So I have been playing, uh, Mario Ooh. 3D World on there. Yeah, with Bowser. And I have a uh, FPS video I'm putting up today after the podcast for that nice. game, too, because it's been fun to kind of get in on that. But that's pretty much what I've been up to. Did you watch the Direct? Nintendo yes. Direct? Yeah, I did. And me and Holtz were talking about it, and there was a lot of great titles announced in there. Um, and they're definitely going for a certain market with those games. But, like, none of the games I wanted to hear about were there. So, yeah. you know, I still want to hear Metroid Prime 4 and right. Mario Kart and some stuff like that. But uh, all in all, though, it was a good direct. And I like how they communicate all the time with everybody what's coming. So yeah. it was what, 60 minutes, right? Or an hour. A lot of good uh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They usually give a good amount of information in there. So yeah. I can't usually complain about the directs. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, we'll talk more about Valheim, but it seems like that's a game you're taking a step back because of how addictive that game can be. Um, but yeah, let's uh, check in with you, Duncan. What you been up to? What game have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play that game on? Okay, I'm going to maybe shock some people here. I have been playing on Antstream this week, and I have been playing Megalomania a hell of a lot. That is the retro cloud gaming service, and they've got challenges, they've got leaderboards, they've got states, uh, saving your states as you go, as in, it's like the what uh, Nintendo do with some of their older games, where you, it actually saves when you leave the game. Absolutely yeah. brilliant fun. And okay. uh, Meg- Megalomania is back in the Mega Drive or Sega Genesis era 
one of my favorite games of all time, <laughs> believe it or not. And it's uh, just had a lot of fun playing on there. So it's been, it's been a fun week. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Let's check in what you hold. What have you been playing, sir? What platform have you been using to play then? How you been doing this week? So it's been two. I've been kind on with Mario 3D World again on the Switch. I've just been slowly grinding that game. And I've actually been jumping back onto Yakuza 0 because I did actually say I was going to play these games on Game Pass before Judgment came out. So I remembered that promise. So I dive back in and I'm just being slowly grinding on that. But these are two games that I've been playing before. So I'm actually just picking up quick pace doing what I have to do, then saving and moving on. So not really too exciting, because, like I said, I've already played them. Cool, cool. How about you, sir, Mark? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform have you been playing them on? Uh, unlike Jerry, I have not stayed away from Valheim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pretty much, I don't think, I literally don't think i played anything else all week, even though I've got a playstation now subscription from the video i did last week so i've still got i had to pay for a month of it so i've got a month's access to it that i haven't touched because i've just been playing valheim uh like i said last week it's such a small game that it is installed everywhere so i've literally been (laughs) playing it uh local pc if i'm just on that shadow if i'm already there doing editing uh if i'm literally in a browser window it's easiest for me to pull up geforce now uh in the browser now so that's uh that's awesome how far did you get in it where are you at? Uh, second boss, ready boss. to do the third, but we're doing it as like uh, there's a few of us on a server uh, and might, might be making our home a little bit too cozy at the moment. We've got like a <laughs> decent sized village with a wall all the way around it. Everyone has their own house. There's farms. There's <laughs> cats. That, like, yeah, we might have gone over the top on like the Dang. building aspect of it, but yeah, loving it. That is awesome. So you guys can like build your own pretty much fortress and then have like your little space in it. We haven't done that yet. So you guys have like your little castle, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So everyone's got their own little place. And then obviously because the map is so like massive, huge, uh, and you need to go to the different biomes to collect different material. We've now started playing around with the portals. We've got an area of our village that just has like different portals, which are labeled with where they go. And then we'll like zip off to that part of the map uh like keep progressing grab some stuff teleport back and then just keep building we might have to join your server mark that's great that's pretty pretty cool man (laughs) that's awesome cool man good to hear ben how are you sir what have you been playing what platform i'm doing good i've uh, i've done more tv watching than playing video games this week but i did get some ghost recon in so (laughs) cool what you've been watching uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, WandaVision, the new Netflix movie, I care a lot. Um, oh, Tribes of Any... Europa. Okay. Any good? I care a lot. It was really good. <laughs> really? Is that like a Netflix exclusive? Yeah. Or... Oh, wow. Yeah. It's might got, have to check that out. It's got uh, Rosamund Pike and um, Peter Dinklage in it. Oh, cool, cool. Wow. Give me something to watch. I've been looking for a good movie show so good good cool all right uh, rj thank you for the um super shout on here um again for those of you guys watching i'm terrible about talking about this but whatever you guys contribute here is split amongst all the creators you see on here as well so thank you um rj for this uh to be fair jufus now don't have studios Sure, we'll get to GFS now here in a bit. Again, we try to cover all of the cloud gaming uh, services in this podcast. So 
to get started, though, let's talk about Shadow. No, uh, yeah, yeah, let's start with Shadow, right? If you guys haven't watched some of the news vid, I know Jerry did a pretty good one on this, but Shadow left iOS. We kind of discussed that in the last podcast, but if you guys didn't know, they're back. Um, so we let's talk about that real quick. Uh, I haven't really followed this news a lot, so I'm gonna just go to you first, Jerry, and have you just break the news and. We'll just get the panel's take on this news of Shadow PC come back to iOS. So, Jerry. Yeah, and I, I gave Ben a shout out in the, the newest video because he like he's always digging into everything. He's always on Reddit or <laughs> Discord is. or whatever. And he's like, here, guys, here, guys, here, guys. And right. he was the first one to show anybody um, from there that it was back up. So I went and checked, and the update was showing on my phone, and it was showing in the store. And that was not very long. Because last year it was, what, two months, maybe a little bit more than that. It was like a February to, to April or something. So yeah. I was worried it was going to be gone for much longer. And we were already getting comments from people like that had actually, and Mark was the first one to say this, they're signing up, but they were going to play on an Apple device strictly. And then they're worried that they're not going to be able to even use their subscription now. So I was happy it came back so quick because those people don't have to worry about canceling or if they're going to be able to use it. But it just, it's always scary because it reminds you that any app you love or use on whatever device could technically disappear at any time. But it was great to see it come back so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because last podcast we discussed the time frame of them getting kicked off, and Mark, you were saying is is close to the financial report or quarter uh, report, and so I'm wondering if that had anything to do. Did Apple have their official uh, report yet? If so, um, are we seeing any connection with how quick that you know they they came back compared to last year? Um, just throwing that out. I don't know too much about all this going on. Um, but yeah, let's I, go ahead. I, I mean, I said it was weird because it it's literally almost twelve months from the last time it got removed last year. So it to me, like, kind of said that it's some kind of quarterly review. But if you read the communication from when it got removed, it said off the back of us um, submitting our latest update, and the latest update for iOS literally just had. Um, dynamic bandwidth and mm-hmm. bug fixes there was nothing in there that pushed the remote desktop application as it currently sits on ios into that cloud gaming space mm. but uh the the communication we got this week was that's exactly what happened there was a misunderstanding um of the nature of the application which basically says to me that apple like accidentally put it back into that ballpark that it was a cloud gaming app instead of a generic remote desktop application hmm. okay but i mean so uh, either way one thing i said to get that turnaround in the space of a week with someone like apple who probably just have like this like if that happened off the back of a, an update review i imagine it's one of these things where they've got you know how many millions of apps on there and they're just going through this list they chucked that one out and they won't get back to it until they come back around or something and that's probably why we saw like two three months last year so a week mm. was a ridiculous turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I personally have not been playing uh, Shadow and iOS, but for those of you guys, I know Jerry and uh, Mark, this, you, you guys do use Shadow. And, uh, you don't use Shadow and iOS devices? Oh, oh, just Jerry. <laughs> I think Chief does too. Uh, but what's I think Holtz does a lot too. Oh, do you? Okay, so you too. What's he taking this? I mean, are you, gl- are you guys glad to see it back this quickly? 
Of course, I, I, last week I was a bit worried that it was actually going to take months, and I literally do only get Shadow only to play on my iPad Pro. So I was a bit worried. Now I think last week I mentioned that I might consider cancelling. It depends on how long it's going to take. And now here it has came back within a week. I'm happy to carry on subscribing. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it almost feels like Apple has a guilty all the time thing. Like if your app could have gaming, it goes to like the no, <laughs> and then they look at it again and decide, oh, okay, right. I guess you can you can be there. But true, true. All guilty right, so in this. <laughs> So that's uh, Shadow again. Not a lot of news for Shadow this week, but just thought we'll touch on this because, again, I think this is quite important for some Shadow users. Uh, but let's talk about Luna. Um, not a lot of news, but uh, several. One being uh, kind of big with New World, again, delayed. And then the other, a game being added to the Luna platform, which is called Blaze Blue. Realistically, and honestly, I haven't touched that game at all and i can't even tell you guys the last time i turned luna on but jerry i know you covered this game uh so just want to get your take on blaze blue on luna was that a good fun experience for you um yeah i i haven't tried the game before i was aware of it you know it's not that old it's barely 18 months old um Mm -hmm. and it's it's fun what i like is i was able to give it a shot, make a video on it, throw it out there. And it's part of the Luna plus subscription. So I'm not worried about buying a game or just having a demo of the game. Every time they release something like uh, a couple of days before that, it was no more heroes. Another game that I knew was really good from 2007, but I had never tried it. Um, so again, I didn't have to pay any money. It was part of the subscription already. I played through a good bit of that game and I've been playing uh, plays blue as well. So that's been my favorite part. Every time they put a game out like this, it's like, I can just try it. And that's what's been the fun part. I probably have Luna on almost every day. I actually need more games on there because I really like what they're doing. And the controller for me is like a hybrid of taking the best of a lot of controllers and putting it in one. And I've only had to set it up once when I got it. And now I, I, I you could take it anywhere and play. Like It's not like Stadia where you have to re- yeah. reconnect to each device. And it's just, it changes everything. It's really amazing how that works. So um, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm doing a lot of Luna content on the channel. I know it's not super popular right now, but <laughs> I enjoy it. And I think it's cool to get some content out there for people to see. So um, I'm excited with what Amazon's doing right now. Yeah. So you just, you got the Luna control, you testing it out, you just give a little comparison with the steady controller, just real quick, which would you prefer out of the two if you were to pick? Be- because I'm a huge Xbox controller fan. So, you know, they're almost <laughs> identical. Right. Um, you know, it's Luna for me. Um, on top of just the design, I do have gripes about it. I'm making a review video. So there, there's definitely things I'm not happy about. But the fact that it's so dang close to an Xbox controller and that I only have to connect it once and that's it, I just turn it on and it knows where I have Luna on. It just boom, boom and works. Um, Absolutely, hands down, they've done a really good job with this controller for their service. Absolutely. Good to hear. Good to know. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on... Did you give your take on New World, Jerry? What, What are your thoughts on that one? This is funny because New World wasn't a game I was personally hyped about until you guys got me hyped about it, especially <laughs> Chief. Like, I know he's really waiting uh, to get into yeah. New World. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish he was here. To I, I don't, I'm sure he's not happy about the delay. <laughs> but I said in my video about that, too, you know, just like Nintendo, I'd rather them delay a game and have it be good later than come out and suck and nobody plays it. 
Um, I hope it's the only other delay that they do to the end of August, but you never know because that yeah. was like the second one. Um, it does suck, but at the same time, I'm getting hyped about the game, so I don't want it to come out in a poor state. Yeah, and everything I see Amazon doing from Luna to New World to to their new hirings and shifts um, tells me that they're serious about the long term in gaming. So I'm willing to be behind all of that right now, whatever they need to do. Cool, cool. Good to know. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on the Luna news this week? Uh, I'm just going to add in another piece of news, if you want to call it news. I think it's absolutely amazing what Luna has done this week with Ashes to Ashes. I'm not sure if anybody else yes. has seen that. Yeah. And they have went and gave him a sponsorship. Absolutely amazing. They're, they're, they're approaching the big big name Twitch streamers, and they're also trying to build up the, the, uh, the, the ground roots as well there, which is absolutely amazing. I think it's right for us to maybe just say that's class. Uh, with the new world being delayed, it's, I think it's they're learning from what happened with their last game, and they're just trying to make sure this is coming out as polished and right uh, as possible and it is the re- probably the right call to push it back and I think they've pushed it back even further than they really needed to as well just to give themselves the extra time because the beta is even just coming out in July so which which is good and we, we, we sort of do know that this is coming to Lunar because of the page leaking onto the platform as well uh, with the game coming I have absolutely no problem with games coming to Lunar because it is basically Netflix for games I know people don't like talking about things like that, but uh, they just drop the games as and when they want to, and games come in there absolutely brilliant. And I'm with Jerry here. I, I actually love, I love that model. I'm, I'm happy enough with it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when we eventually get it over here in the UK. So I guess while we're on this topic, do you guys feel like the amount of games that they're releasing is slow? Um, are, are you guys satisfied with it? It seems like it's what one game every two or three weeks. Um, is is that? I mean, we give Stadia a lot of flack with them not having games. I mean, this service has been out for three to four months. It just feels like the release of games is kind of slow and lacking right now. Okay, I've got I've got one word that explains it. Okay, beta. Service isn't out yet. Yeah, the service isn't out yet. Oh lord! Um, If it was not in beta, I would be griping. Um, You know, if I was paying full price of the service, if it wasn't out in beta, and this is what we were getting. But looking at the service in its current beta form, with the amount of games it does have, with Ubisoft Plus and that kind of thing, there um, for a beta service, it's killing it. It's doing a really good job of showing what it can do. If it were out and this was what we were getting, no. It's not even, you know, not even in even closer in the ballpark of what they would need for games. But I don't think that's going to be a problem by the time Amazon goes ahead and comes out with it being a full service uh, worldwide. So they get a pass because they have the beta word put in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just like we've said with Stadia, Stadia should have been a one year beta and they would be in zero hot water right now. And they would have a totally different narrative and story going on. Absolutely. Stadia paved the way, man. I feel like a lot of people are learning from their mistakes, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so time frame, time frame. When do you give them? I know they're still in beta, but how long does a beta last? And when do you guys give them to kind of pick things up? Because again, still in the U.S., game release is still slow. Like, what was the time frame? How long it, do you guys give them? 
it's whenever they feel like it. I mean, we got to oh remember. We got to remember they're AWS. They're, they're running PC. They can just pour, they can just pull a game over easily. They're not like Stadia that needs the the ports done for each individual game. So they have so, unlimited time. Uh, they could do it tomorrow. They could do it six months from now. GeForce Now was in beta for what four years? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll go then. Beta does not last forever for me. It, uh, it all depends what the way the beta is moving. If they're constantly adding things and you can see constant change, that pushes the beta. You can still use the word beta. If they're using the word beta and nothing is happening, then it, you can hit hit them with things. Beta is a beta. Uh, I know we've got some uh, uh, questions in ch- uh, uh, so- chat here. So JP uh, says if Google Stadia was still in beta, they'll still get bad press. Duncan, what, what's your take on this? Yes, they would still get bad press, but they will also uh, get what we just said there. Amazon is getting a pass on a lot of things because they have a beta thing because you can't go too far into it. If Google, if Stadia was in a beta now, they would be in a hell of a lot better place than they were. It is because they have launched, even though it was a soft launch, they still launched and they used use that terminology so yeah uh, this is why uh, Luna is getting such a bible because they've got that beta tag wrapped around them what, what, what are you going to say to him you don't have messaging they're just going to come back we're in beta what do you, <laughs> we're working on it you're just listening to launch product as yet but it's this is why I, I, I don't really want to go too hard on uh, Stadia at this moment in time because of the, the way things are. But the, having the beta tag would seriously have got them out from a lot of hot water. Uh, and it's, it's just frustrating to see. So is New World still in beta? Yes. Okay, so they can keep delaying that one for as long as they want because it has the beta tag in it. And y'all are cool with that? No. It's hard. You can't have beta last that long. I'm like, yeah. we need to hurry up and get, you yeah. know, get its butt out and start putting it around the world so we can test it. And part of me is like, yeah, great. It's in beta. We can all say beta, 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 and it's all right for them games. But to me, I think this service, for, personally for me, is lacking the games that really interest me. So I'm like, I don't want to be that person where I keep on going, these games are interested, these games are good, and it takes 12 months to get out of beta. And when I'm actually excited, it'll have no games that I'm really interested in, and then it'll have no prospect going forward. This needs to hurry up and get everything on board. Test, test, test. Why in the USA? And just bring it out in the next two, three months. I don't want to be that service where it was like xCloud and GeForce Now, where it took five years, and I don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, and then lose everything after the time frame. Okay. Okay, Mark, uh, what's your take on this, man? Uh, so I'm probably at the same level of chief when it comes to investment in New World. Yeah, you guys. Because <laughs> uh, I've, yeah. I've had my pre-order in. I've been watching it uh, way before that initial test last year. Obviously, the initial release date was kind of early last year. The, the Annoyingly, the delays they've been doing, I think in their mind from the first delay, they knew they needed another 12 months, but or however long, actually longer than that. But that's too much bad news at once, which is why they've gone six months, six months, and now we've got a further six months. Mm. Um, I'm really liking the look of the stuff they're doing. 
<clears throat> they've added in like expeditions which is different because content is what it was missing uh it was also a bit planned so they've added in uh villages are now unique they're not just copy and paste of each other they're not copy and pasting the mobs they've added in more end game content the questing is is better there's uh more pvp stuff to keep that side of the community happy there's lots of stuff they're doing which i'm really happy about um and kind of justifies the delay so on that side of it i'm fine where it marries up to luna is i'm worried that this is like their exclusive big bang game to draw in audiences to the service and i'm wondering if the delay of uh new world implicates luna with any kind of beta into launch plans that they have that's interesting now the new world's been delayed potentially are they delaying the official launch of luna until the Mm -hmm. same time which still isn't that long to be fair like alpha is going to start for new world um next month i believe beta for anyone who pre-ordered it will be july and the actual delay has been pushed back uh the actual release has been pushed to august so we're still Mm. not talking years and years um but i mean it might have impacted the uk (laughs) getting, (laughs) getting their hands on it once again yeah so papal says uh, did you run again here holtz go ahead i was going to say what happens if this game sort of fails do you think it's going to impact the perception of luna because we're all expecting this to be like the big exclusive to project luna forward that's a great question that's a great question it's it's kind of like uh you know halo uh if infinite with um xbox game pass right that was supposed to be the big game come last fall but again, they showed it off, and uh, Microsoft postponed when it was coming. Imagine if that would have launched at that state, and it was terrible, right? That would have, I feel, right, made Game Pass not look as attractive. But then they made the Bethesda acquisition, and everyone couldn't stop talking about Game Pass last year. But yeah, that's a good point, Holtz. What's he else taking this? They've got a couple of uh, other cards up their sleeve in that regard. Remember, they've signed up new. Uh, I have to. I always forget the the term of the this company. Uh, Smilegate uh, RPG. Uh, Amazon, the official partners with them, and they've also got the Lord of the Rings game coming out as well. This is what happens. Uh, they have a first party. They are pumping half a billion dollars a year into their. their Amazon Games brand. There will be something coming out there, and I think that if. New World is a complete flop. I would definitely not be surprised if they go and buy some exclusives up for the longer term as well, and into some stu- more studios. Okay. Yeah, I think they Fair would enough. need to buy something for the short term because Lord of the Rings is still looking 2023, 24 yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Far, <laughs> depending on what happens to New World, if it does flop and they feel like they need to take even more time with their first party exclusives to make sure they nail it and it's polished, then it could be even later than that. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Anyone else want to hop on with Luna? If now we're going to move to GFIS now because we got some stuff to talk about there. Anyone else? All right. So that's all the Luna news. Uh, so GFIS now, again, the momentum continues, still celebrating the one year anniversary. And this week, they let us know 11 games to come to the platform but not only that they really focused on indie titles uh letting us know that there's over 300 indie titles in gfus now right now so it's quite interesting because sometimes i feel like we forget 
the amount of games that are available in GeForce now. I mean, that is that is nothing against stadiums in here, but that is more games in the title, more games than the whole Stadia library has as a whole. And you know, this is not even talking about like first party game, uh, not free to play titles like the Fortnites and the Apex. So they they have a huge library. You know, and so this is a good way to highlight it. But not only that, they highlighted the devs, games like Valheim um, and Terraria. I can never say the name of that game, but they highlighted the benefit of those games coming to GeForce Now and how uh, the devs were excited about it, you know, reaching more users. But good stuff overall for GeForce Now. But just want to check in with you guys about the GeForce Now news. See if you guys picked up any of those 11 and just see if you guys play any of these indie games in GeForce Now. So to get started, Ben, what's your take on the GeForce Now news for this week? I mean, it was it was great. There was so much birthday stuff going on, all their tweets. They were just really focused on the positivity and pushing forward. And I don't know. It, it, I think they're, they're still doing good. You know, it yeah. was n- nothing that, you know, really blew me away, but it was kind of just a happy week for them yeah okay jerry what's your take on the gforce now news this yeah, it's week it's been a happy couple of weeks for gforce now right communication oh, it's been so good with gforce now and you know we were talking about last week too not just for the gamers or the subscribers but for the content creators they all around yeah. are just constantly communicating with everyone um it's just really nice to see that. And there's obviously no like really big, big releases, but this was really cool highlighting all the indie developers. Um, I think the day and date release was um, what's that fencing game? That's uh, the one I want to check out. Um, Hell- Hellish Court. Yes. Um, that looked really cool. And that was a nice, another day and date for them. And that is a really good looking uh, indie title as well. Oh. So this is just, again, filling that Steam library up getting plenty of games on the service. It's nothing to knock your socks off, but it's a great week highlighting these developers and what the developers of Valheim said, what Ben was mentioning, they said NVIDIA had reached out, made it easier for them, got more players on, just jumping on GeForce now. Mac users could play Valheim, all this stuff. That developer was excited um, to have access to be able to get on GeForce now. And that's what we've been saying for a long time is that more and more developers should see that and just start opting in more and more games because there's not really anything that's going to cost them money or cause them work and they don't have to port the game. So, and seeing this tells us NVIDIA is indeed reaching out to these developers and saying, right. hey, come on, come over here. And we always wonder how much of that are they doing? Well, there's been quite a few articles like this where they are doing that and reaching out as well to help. So it's really nice to see. Cool, cool. Yeah, again, good stuff. And it's good seeing them reach out to devs, but not only devs, but content creators as well. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on this move? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll be the one that mentioned a bit of trolling towards Stadia with the Tiaria industry. <laughs> uh, there, I, I I get that light from the way because I think people will pick up on that. Uh, GeForce Now is consistent, and that is what you want. You want consistency out there. The games this week didn't really do much for me, but it is it is just more games getting added and you can't really say no to that it's uh there's going to be i think there's somebody's going to like some of that games but that game that uh, what we're talking about that fencing game does yeah. uh does look quite interesting and it's reasonably priced as well i think it's a 10 pound mark 15 dollar mark if i'm right, right. sort of 
ballpark. And uh, the good thing as well, with all these GeForce Now games this week as well, uh, you either love this or you hate this, uh, it's more early access games. So you can jump in and get into that. Um, we also have uh, Worms is free this weekend in Steam. Right. And you can play that. And if you're a Founders member, as some people said in the chat, uh, you, you can get one month off uh, uh, Discord Nitro. Uh, that's in your emails there, so you can you can check that out. Again, it is just consistency with GeForce Now, and it's you can't knock it. It's everything's going well. GeForce Now runs well for me. Uh, I haven't. I don't have to queue or touch wood. I don't have to queue. I have not queued since Cyberpunk, uh, the Cyberpunk week, and everything is working well for me. Yeah. Performance-wise, uh, some people praise Google Stadia. And again, we stay on here is probably the best performing um, cloud gaming service so far. But GeForce Now, guys, this is not that behind. Anytime I play it, I always have a pleasant experience. Yeah, you can make the argument, you know, connecting through multiple stores is annoying. But I, I think overall, as a platform, it works really well. Um, but Horst, let's check in with you. What, what's your take on the Doofus now news for this? Well, for the type of gamer that I am, I actually found it very lackluster again this week. I actually thought it didn't interest me one bit. You're putting yeah. news out again saying, okay, RTX on Watch Dogs and, and um, Cyberpunk. I was like, yeah, I already knew that September to December. I already knew that. You're going to tell me any games that are going to come out with RTX in the future? No. Okay, what games are going to come out this month? Oh, there's more indies. Not, it's not a problem with indies, but I'm like, it's starting to make me think it's becoming more of an indie platform than ever. Uh, type of platform that I would go to to play my games. Yeah. And then I actually saw it again. I was like, wait there, South Park, the Fractured Butthole? Wasn't <laughs> yeah. that already on there again? Oh, wait, it's a different store. I was like, well, I can't get excited because I was I already believed it was already on there. So to me, I just didn't was not really excited for what I was seeing. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you on this one. Same thing with me with the games. I mean, I'm not a huge indie guy, so this... But it's good. Some people love indies, and this spoke to them. Um, you know, you can't always have AAA titles every week. Uh, but I, I'm in the same boat with you, Holtz. I wasn't that thrilled. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be the, like, the latest AAA. You can have something of like 12, 18 month games. I just feel like get the games that people were excited for that was part of the beta access. We want them to retain. But I just feel like we're just moving away from them now. Will they ever retain? I'm yeah. just seeing more indie devs jumping on board, praising them than the type of developers that I'm interested in. Yeah. Okay, let's check in with Mark. What's he taking this, sir? Uh, compared to start of the month, so he said their roadmap for February was uh, 30 titles. And then so far we've seen uh, start of the month, 13, last week, 12, this week, 11. So they're smashing that target, yeah. um, which is great. Uh, same as like you guys have said, like the list of games, it doesn't really do anything for me this week, but I do like that it was uh, centered around indie developers and they are kind of actively reaching out and helping those developers find new audiences. Um, so that side of it just makes me uh, just appreciate the way that NVIDIA operate, essentially, um, how easy they make it compared to some of the things we are hearing about uh, Stadia and porting games over and how difficult it is and how they won't front some of that effort or funding to do things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with Holtz. Like, like, I could see them taking 2021 if they could 
draw back in like a Activision Blizzard relationship or Rockstar or something like that. Um, I, I think I, I could see them like winning 2021 unless something major happens with another service. Mm. That's interesting. And I, if we have time, I, I want to go back to uh, who do we think is going to take this year because a lot is changing right now. But uh, good, good call on that. Duncan, did we check in with you on this one? Or yeah, we did. All right. Cool, cool. So that is the GeForce Now news. My take, like I was uh, saying after the whole spoke, I, these are not my favorite games ever. Um, but I mean, again, shout outs to those indie lovers. This is for you. And I think if they can just be consistent with this, right? Support indies this week, next week, support the hardcore gamers next week, support, you know, different genre of the racers, right? I think it would be good. Um, but just as long as it's not always indies, we can give them a week to focus on indies, which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but just not but my cup of tea. I was going to say, I praise Stadium more for going to CG Project Red and saying to them, okay, we'll put the hardware and help you bring this big, huge title to our service than ever hear someone say, well, we reached out to Teria and sort of got them on the platform. So I, so putting the hard work in with with big developers impresses me more than working with a little developer with limited effort. But that's so, the whole point. That's the whole issue with Stadia, because they're not doing that enough. They're yeah, not but dropping, but they're not dropping it in, and they're not getting. They're not doing that enough. They they're only doing it for bits and bobs, and they should be doing this in this early stage. They should be going out and going. We were here. Here's your money hat. Get the game on. Get the game on. Get the game on. Get the game on. To basically all the big titles, but they're not. But you see, when we say big titles, we're talking about in four months. I've got Cyberpunk, Judgment, and Outriders, and I think I'd rather have them three than ever worry about these indie titles, should I say. And I do like indie titles, but I see it more as a mobile, handheld, Switch quarter yeah. concept. Every time I see it full of indie titles on Steam, I just see it as digital clutter, which is a shame, because some of them are hidden gems, but the rest of them are just terrible. So yeah. I... Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, 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 uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, if, if, if you're going for that, let's go for all the big titles. Reaching out doesn't really matter. And I, you have more of that. The biggest games this year are all on GeForce now. You've got, I always say it wrong, Falheim is out there. Number two game on Steam today. You've had, uh, what, the space game, <laughs> which just went out from my head. Everspace? No. Dyson Spear program. You've had the medium. You've had Hitman Fly. Hitman Fly, and they're they're getting outriders. They're getting the outriders demo. All the big games so far this year have been on GeForce now. So here's what makes cloud gaming beautiful right again you have stadia which is its own thing right just creating games specifically for that platform so the triple a's the judgment the um uh, outriders those games are coming the games that you're looking for holds but if you love indie titles right you have gfus now to go to which you know is is a good so you have options and i think again cloud game cloud gamers who just are specific to sticking to one platform it 
just diverse, right? So you here's can... one for it. So Duncan yeah. just mentions he he bought a new cloud service for retro gaming. Mm-hmm. So if retro gaming is big to a lot of gamers, why aren't GeForce now getting the retro games as well? If people like indie and they'll go and play indie, retro, and AAA, shouldn't GeForce now be reaching out to these studios and say, well, bring your retro game to our platform? Yes, bring all games. That's no problem. <laughs> bring as many games as you want. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Ant stream is completely free. And if you want to play on it uh, when you're you're paid free trials, you, you, it gets supported by ads. So it's loads of different models are going out there. Yeah. So I think NVIDIA with the GeForce Now team, they know the target audience and that's PC gamers. And if you look at Steam, Steam thrives on indie games. So I think that's why, and free-to-play games, right? I think that's why they're going for that market. And AAA games is is kind of, it it is big in uh, Steam as well. So I feel like they're going for them as well. But the indies and the free-to-play is, I would say, Steam's, you know, biggest uh, focus and I think that's why they're pushing that. The retro, I think, if it you know starts becoming popular in Steam, they'll probably go for that as well. I would I would say this is my take on that. But yeah, I so anyone else want to add to the GeForce Now news? If not, we have a massive coverage for XCloud and Stadia. So um, we can we can go. I was just going to say quickly. We are saying how GeForce Now is all with the with the indies and the retro, and then we're talking about Stadia with these big first parties. But I can't think of one big third party AAA game that's on Stadia that's not on GeForce Now. Red Dead um, Redemption too. Okay, because yeah. um, they do need to get Rockstar, but there's not much. And you know, and Cyberpunk was there, and and GeForce Now and Stadia were both the best place in cloud to play that. And if you want RTX, you had GeForce Now. But there's almost nothing Stadia did with AAA to outdo anything like GeForce Now or anybody else either. So it kind of falls flat. Like to me, they're not getting anything that no one else is getting. And they're not getting some big things that other people are getting. It's like Duncan said. Yeah. They have well, like Doom Eternal. They've got Borderlands 3. Those aren't on GeForce Now. Final um, Fantasy 15. Uh, yeah. yeah. And Jedi, Star Wars Fallen Jedi, EA games is still not on GeForce Right, Star. right, right. So it's, it, you know, it's hit or miss as to what, you know, they're going to have on there. A lot of that stuff is, again, but I was gonna say, last last week, we, last week we were mentioning about the nine titles that were coming to Stadia last week. I mean, we were sort of like, oh, indie. Yeah, indie. We didn't praise it last week. And that, to me, I'm yeah, like, well, to me, it's still, there's still indie titles, but they didn't interest us. So that's why I look at the list this week and I think, oh, they're not getting praised for bringing indie that I'm still not interested in. See, I think the difference is most of the partnerships with the AAA titles that Stadia has have gone back since they first announced it or before. Um, hmm. So they haven't had too many new games or unexpected games that were AAA that have been added since they launched. All of those were partnerships that were already pre-existing. Interesting. Which kind of leads me to think that maybe they're having a hard time with those partnerships now and establishing new ones because of all the bad press. Huh. So, so just say going forward and stay this. Say in the next ninety games that come out, they're all indie. Do we actually say, "Well done, stay there"? Yeah, you've got all these indie developers. Well done, you're indie friendly. I don't think anyone will say that message, will we? No, it, we wouldn't say that for GeForce now. Yeah. yeah, just like I said, I'm giving them this week, right, to focus on indies. Yeah. Right, if they so, do this again next week, I'm gonna have a problem with them. For sure. Plus, we seem to have this weird gray area of like indie titles which almost get 
like catapulted into the limelight of AAA, like Among Us and Valheim, for example. They're like very basic, small, uh, and like indie games, which become so popular. And those games are on GeForce now, but they're not on Stadia. Hmm. Those are the partnerships that are those are the partnerships that are easier to forge too, because you don't have to go through multi layers of marketing and PR contracts. I mean, you're, you're straight to the straight to the developer usually. Yeah. Sure. And can I just, can I just say something here? I think we're basically all in agreement this week uh, that the games on GeForce now were not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all did say that even when we talk about Stadia, we say the games aren't great. We, We are still saying the games aren't great. And I think it's actually good to just emphasize that point that we are even handed when we're talking about the games. Absolutely. Yeah. So GFIS now gets its flock as well. Again, they better not do this again next week. Are we going to come here and there's going to be issues as well? But yeah, okay. So good good job around that up, uh, Duncan. Uh, so anyone else just want to add to this GFIS stuff? If not, uh, we can move to xCloud. All right. So xCloud this week showed off browser support which I think is pretty awesome, right? Again, we don't know too much about this. We know that they're working on it. And what I think is cool about browser support is this then gets xCloud on PCs, right? So we don't have to worry about the native xCloud app working on PC. You can just use your browser and play xCloud. So that's pretty cool. My hope, and we'll talk about just browser real quick, and then we'll go to the seven games, and then we'll go to the touch control support. Um, but what's the else take on browser? What are you guys hoping that it brings uh, to xCloud when it's released? So we'll start with that one. Jerry, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's you've heard me talk about it before. It's exciting for me because xCloud is beta, and it is still so limited to what devices you can play it on. I pretty much have nothing I can play it on. I have it sideloaded on a couple of devices and that's it. I don't have anything that officially supports it. So browser support means iPhone, iPad, PC, all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure by the time they bring that a native app for the console. So it's going to mean a lot for, I think that's how they're going to push xCloud out there. That's that's going to be their primary. I think Microsoft's going to step away from those apps more, especially with the issues with Apple, and just be like, let's just concentrate on really good browser support for mm-hmm. xCloud and get that working. I'm sure they'll have a PC dedicated app you can use, and I'm sure they'll have something dedicated for the consoles, but definitely super excited. And not only that, they haven't said when 4K is coming, but they keep saying this year. Yeah, And just the fact that that keeps coming out when they speak of 4K, they still say this year tells me that our concerns about cloud everywhere for Stadia and Xbox and everyone getting pushed out because of the pandemic six months to a year, really holding back technology may be a little true because they wanted 4k by spring. Uh, and this was like a year ago or so they announced that, but mm-hmm. now they're saying this year. So maybe by like fall. So we might be seeing that six months push out, but maybe not so far and might still get that 4k plus browser and everything this year, which would bring us back to our, if we have time later, who might win this year? Cause you never know. Yeah, <laughs> true. So 4K support, how about, uh, that's a big ask right now for me personally. How about 1080p, man? Let's just, you know, hopefully settle for that, right? And do you guys think we'll see that when browser becomes a thin with the launch of it, possibly? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm okay with 1080p as well, uh, for most part with cloud, for a lot of cloud, not for everything, just for certain games. And, and certain yeah. games just show it. Like Shadow of the Tomb Raider at 1080p looks better than 4K Shadow of the Tomb Raider on Stadia. You can put them up against each other all day long. And just the, the HD textures in the game and the stuff that it has in-game that Stadia doesn't, it's just an example that resolution is not always everything. Um, but we do need 4K. Stadia does prove that a 4K stream with HDR can be beautiful, especially on a 4K TV. And I think uh, Xbox isn't going to play around. I think when you see browser port support, you're going to see 4K. You're going to see possibly HDR and all this stuff to come. You're going to see, I don't want to call it the Stadia of Xbox, but they're going to get up there to having these Series X blades pushing everything out, and it's going to be a fantastic experience, I think. I, I think it's funny that you mentioned 4K looks beautiful on Stadia, and we didn't even bring up the fact that Stadia is getting sued because their 4K isn't true 4K. <laughs> That's we gotta talk about that, man. We gotta talk about that. But we're not there yet. I didn't want to go there yet. But yeah, that's because their freaking games don't run up for it. <laughs> Shots fired. Pew pew. All right, Duncan, what's your take on this, man? I, I don't think this was the biggest news of the week for XCloud. I think the frame rate doubling this week was the big news for XCloud. Uh, for people who don't know, they've introduced a new tech which was going to double up uh, the frame rates of a number of games of Xbox uh, or last generation Xbox and they're looking at uh, all generations of Xbox where they're going to double the frames up to 60 and 120 FPS. I think that's got xCloud regardless for that because as we know, if you're playing 30 FPS on uh, cloud, you just feel it so much more than you do if it's on a console. So, oh. but I'm, I'm glad you said, uh, because it's not available right now in xCloud, hopefully, yeah. right? It's a thing that comes. Yeah, th- th- this this will be leading into uh, when the Series X blades go onto it. Uh, so that's going to be later on this year. But the news this week with Xbox, uh, again, <laughs> You just see them building. And yeah. I, I definitely think there's been uh, shots fired, if you want to use that terminology, with some of the games going on. Uh, Killer Queen Black and Dark 5 both going on to xCloud this week, next week, or in the next couple of weeks. That is, hi, Stadia. We're just dropping these on here. How's it going? Um, we don't even have a Dark 5 release date for yeah. uh uh studio so yeah it's for me it's just showing that xbox isn't playing around at all yeah microsoft is not ashamed <laughs> to say that they're going against you know they're going for the stadia and again we'll talk more about um the first party studio and the bethesda acquisition and all that later but yeah it's it's interesting what's happening here but yeah uh did we get to you about this holtz about the um well i'm I'm so looking forward to this browser support just so we can have more access to the service so I welcome this you know everyone's got a browser these days whatever devices so I'm looking forward to it but I'm more interested to see how it would work on the edge browser I would like to see maybe would Microsoft optimize it better would they put features in there would they actually link it into oh. Microsoft rewards would they actually start paying you money the more you play the games and stuff like that that's oh. what I'm more interested in you mean like because Microsoft makes Edge like make some exclusive um, stuff with XCloud on Edge? Yeah, so they sort of like giving you if you play on Edge, you sort of get like little bundles or you get like little reward huh. points or achievements or something like that because they do it now for like existing Microsoft stuff. But if now they bring XCloud over, will they actually yeah. promote it more? So let me ask you this question, right? 
do you think they should be selfish? I, I know my answer, but I'm curious, uh, people who are watching too, do you think they should keep it exclusive to Edge and not bring it to Chrome and other No, browsers? No, they should open up to other browsers. They should okay. open up to other browsers. But if they actually said, if you play on Edge in this month, we will give you a multiplier. And the more you play, the more we'll give you a little bit of credit incentive to spend in the Microsoft right. Store. Right. So, so, and after that market's over, you'll still be like, "Wow, Edge is the best place to play." You get it in your yeah. head. I'll right. old Edge instead. Right. So you gotta love the new Microsoft, right? Because the old Microsoft probably would have thought that way. How can we keep people in the Microsoft ecosystem, right? Make it exclusive to Edge. That way, people have to leave Chrome to come to Edge. But now, with the new CEO, you see them making these moves with playing nice with everyone else, which I think is pretty cool. And I, I, I totally agree with Duncan. When I when I actually seen Dirt Five, this is one game that I was really looking forward to. Stayed it. When I actually seen it on XCloud, I was like, well. I'm not going to be buying that game. I was like, well done, Microsoft. You sort of just yeah. slid right in yeah. and you got the game that I wanted. And I thought to myself, unless Stadia brings that out in pro or cheap, I'm yeah. definitely praising Microsoft for bringing that title there. They tend to do that quite often. You know, it's, bring it's, it's a sneaky move, but it's a, it's a well, well, <laughs> good marketing. But you, I would you know have... what I, Go ahead. You know what I liked about how they did the, the browser support announcement tease they didn't even have to give us a date you know this is something they're doing better than stadia they just teased it and let us know it's coming soon i mean stadia didn't do that for family share they didn't do anything like that for uh, state share or anything well state share they kind of told us it was going to be hitman 3 but lots of features they just kind of waited and just secretly dumped them the day of but to be fair, if you watch that interview close to last year, they said there's a reason why they're doing that because they made a lot of promises at GDC and people gave them a lot of flack for not releasing those features. So they're kind of holding things closer to the chest so they don't um, get that again. I'm right? also not sure they did actually tease it because all of this came from The Verge and the screenshots they showed us were from because they're testing it internally at the moment on browsers. So this was Microsoft employees doing internal testing and the screenshots got out to Tom Warren, who seems to get absolutely everything. Everything. (laughs) That's true. True. But Ethereum, I hope I'm saying, he says, uh, buying games for xCloud excites me the most. And I, I, I see a lot of head nod in here. I think this comes closer to Stadia's category. Again, we'll hopefully have a chance to talk about Come, uh, the platform that we think is going to be the best this year. And again, this is one thing for me, and I'm seeing a lot of head shaking that would definitely put it up there for sure. Yeah, right? even the screenshot we got from The Verge showed games recently added, games leaving soon because they do this same uh, game yeah. rotation in and out. And that doesn't happen if you buy a game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And but- go ahead. But it goes back to that point. If once they bring that feature in where you buy games, I need them to be at the best quality available. There's no way I'm going to pay for Halo Infinite and then actually have 720 or 1080. There's no way. So you've got up to that time when you bring that feature to actually maximize their resolution. Good point. Good point. Mark, did we get to you on this? Okay. What's your take on it? Sorry, I'm just uh, battling my allergies over here. (laughs) You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, so in terms of when it does come out, I think it's going to, because it's still 
like we said, it's got the magical word on it. It's still beta. Uh, I think it will launch at 1080p. I think that will be absolutely acceptable. 720 will not be. Uh, it, you can get by it on the phone at the moment or a tablet, something very small. As soon as you stick that on the monitor, it's going to look hideous. Like <laughs> with my PlayStation Now testing uh, in 720 uh, in the last few weeks, it, it really shows and it, it looks just old, basically. So... Uh, 1080 and then I think we'll get the the 4k the HDR stuff Jerry was talking about later this year when they do the uh, Xbox Series X hardware upgrade in the server blades and I'm hoping that doesn't be get pushed back because that requires physical server upgrades and it's difficult to get into data centers and things like that with the with the pandemic basically uh, what was interesting about uh, Holtz's point on uh, would it run b better on edge or should edge have exclusivity is that uh the reason internet explorer was and i'm a little bit out of uh alignment with my it stuff but the reason internet explorer was so crap basically and they replaced it with edge is edge is based off of chromium which is the open source yeah. um yeah open source code from google so internet uh edge is basically just Chrome basically, which is why it works better than Internet Explorer ever did. Right. So it right. would be weird if they got uh if it got certain perks or exclusivities for using Edge when it's basically Chrome. Yeah. True. That makes a lot of sense. So uh I'm a little off today with knowing who spoke and who didn't. So Ben and Jared, did y'all cover talking this? All right. Ben, did you? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, so we're going to move. Um, I was, I was going to say, one of the games, just quickly, one of the games that I was looking really forward to when they announced it was Wreckfest, because I'm a big, huge racer, but I'm a more of a carnage, dirty racer. So when I actually seen this come to clouds, I was like, that is one game I'm going to be playing on the go. Right. And just having this, like, destruction derby-esque chaos across the finish line with no wheels, I just thought that is so, such a fun game that I didn't know I wanted. But since Microsoft announced it, I'm definitely going to play it. You want it now, yeah. yeah. So that's actually what we're heading to next, which are the games coming, right? And again, we praise GFIS now for giving us, like, a monthly roadmap xCloud does this as well. Um, so we have, and let me uh, pull this up, but the games come in our code vein. Again, we talk about the, uh, we don't like how they differentiate different platforms, but code vein is coming to Game Pass for PC on the 18th. Pillars of Eternity is coming to cloud and consoles on the 18th as well. Breakfast, like you mentioned, Holtz, is coming to cloud, console, and PC. And in February, we're getting Killer Queen Black, right, 23rd, and Dirt 5. So Killer Queen Black is for cloud and consoles, and then Dirt 5 is for cloud, console, and PC on the 25th. So that is kind of, um, oh, hold up, I'm seeing some more. And Elite Dangerous is consoles, and Super Hot Mind Control is PC. But yeah, so those are the games coming to X, uh, Game Pass. Some of them are xCloud games. But what, what's y'all's take on these games, man? Any of the, we heard a lot from you, Holtz, but any other games from that list excite you? Holtz. Yeah, I mentioned Day 5 and I mentioned Wreckfest, and I, I really like enjoying that they're actually cloud PC and console, so I can switch between the two depending on what mood or which part of the house I'm in or if I'm on the go. But the only game that really interested me after, after them two games was Pillars of the Tains, because I know that type of game i really enjoy if i dived into it so 
but we'll see if I've actually got the time to actually play. So with yeah. more with more races and more that type of person where I can just sit back, put my feet up, listen to a podcast, and not really focus to any story and just cause chaos. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay, so this is the list, so you guys can see what we're talking about here. But there five, it re- helped me remember. That's supposed to be a game that was supposed to be coming to Stadia, right? But in a way, it got pushed back, delayed, or canceled. Is that accurate? It, it, it is coming soon. For Stadia. So, like, yeah. this, this is another one of the shots fired that we talked about earlier, too. Right. Uh, at Dirt 5, it was meant to be early 2021. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's still early 2021 or not, or later than that. But yeah, it's there's still no official date. And they don't seem to be answering too many questions now about Stadia when people are asking about Stadia. Okay. So I, go ahead. This game came out in the fall. So just seeing like an October, November release, and then it's actually coming to Game Pass yeah. literally four months later. It's like, once again, well done. Well yeah. done for bringing it. You know, you brought... And to me, it's like what they've done with Fallen Jedi Order and Destiny Beyond Light. It, he just announced it, and it's like, well, why would you want to play anywhere else if yeah. they've got it? Guys, if you don't think this is Microsoft going for Stadia, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Dirt 5, they know what that, you know, they know it's coming. You saw what they did with Destiny. It's like any game Stadia says, okay, I'm interested in getting the platform. You see it here. So why pay for Dirt 5 on Stadia while, again, for $15 a month, you can practically play it for free on Cloud. Interesting, but... Jerry, what's he taking this, man? Um, I've played most everything here, but like Holtz, Dirt 5, I have to highly recommend to anybody that hasn't played it yet. I've played it on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. I, I own it everywhere, and there's no cross-save, so I have different games going on everywhere, but that's how much I liked it. I really just like Dirt 5. It's a fun arcade racer. It's got a lot going on, uh, and it reminds me of playing Forza without the open world. Um, it's just, it is a lot of fun. And POE, again, Pillars of Eternity is also a, a ton of fun. I've played that game on PC a good bit. So obviously this is a good list of games. There's going to be something or more than one thing here for everybody. Um, I remember when they tweeted this out, it got a pretty good response. Yeah. Um, the segregation of everything does get frustrating, but like we've talked before, games don't always come out on the console or PC at the same time. And some games are still only PC, like Flight Simulator hasn't hit Series X yet. So there's, there's always going to be this fracture. Um, but what Microsoft is trying to do is make it to where at least the games you purchase in your library would be for console, PC, or cloud. And then Game Pass, your subscription may still get fragmented as we go forward here and there, depending on where the games release. But they do want to pull those purchases together, which would be really awesome. Because you guys know with GameStream, you can stream your whole Xbox library from your Xbox now. So as soon as we can do that from the cloud, that's going to be really, really great. But definitely from here, Dirt 5 and PoE would be uh, something I would be excited to play if I didn't already play it. Cool, cool. Mark, do we get to you in this game selection? What's your take on it? Yeah, I, I like the selection of games. Like you compare it to this week's GeForce Now, and obviously <laughs> okay. these are uh, bigger titles, a lot more recognizable. Um, personally, I think it's probably going to push me to finally check out Pillars of Eternity. Um, exactly the same as as Jerry and I've said it time and time again. It's it's that uh, this game is coming here and here, but not here. It's like the separation is all over the place. 
Um, I'm hoping with their pushing into the browser or when they finally release their Windows application that we'll see a bit more uh, synchronicity between the Game Pass for PC and xCloud because they're kind of expecting those players to already be in, you know, on that um, environment, essentially, um, and make it easier for them to jump between the two. Like, I'm already sat on my PC. I don't want to install this game. So within this one app or just within the browser, you know what? Flick a tab and I'm in the I'm in the cloud section now and I'll just stream it instead. Uh, and I think that will really kind of push their their numbers, that convenience. Okay. Nicely put, nicely put. And yeah, again, good stuff, but sounds like some work still needs to be done. And let just, me just, go ahead. Would you want- I was just going to say, just before we go on there, that bottom bit there, the touch controls, that yes. is getting that is getting majorly overlooked because these touch controls are actually implemented per game basis. Each of yep. these games will have their own way to do it, which is brilliant. It's not just a uh, standard gamepad. They, they actually edit them, so it becomes easier to play. Guys, I want to highly encourage you guys, if you guys haven't tested out Touch Control for xCloud, do. It's not like Google Stadia or Shadow, or I can't remember if GeForce now has Touch Controls, but like um, Duncan was saying, these games are, and that's why people are like, why can't we use Touch Controls for every game? Because they're actually taking time to make it specific for the games like if you drive in if you're playing the driving game right they have like a steering wheel it's not just left right up down it's actually a steering wheel so check out touch control next cloud if you guys haven't yet it's it's something special for sure it is being overlooked but you guys on here apart from duncan have you guys tested out touch control for x cloud yet if so what's your take on it yeah, I, I did a review on them. Uh, I, I said it's uh, another kind of area that they're pushing in compared to some of the competition, which is just convenience um, and accessibility. They're just encouraging people to play um, wherever and whenever with whatever they have in their pocket. Um, exactly what Duncan said is, is super impressive, the number that they have now based on the fact that they are, uh, you know, specifically built for each individual game um like are they the greatest compared to using an actual controller no but if you're like stood in a long line or just like sat in a car waiting for somebody you've got 20 minutes to kill it makes it the you know the most convenient thing to to just jump on and and start playing true true well then there's also the fact that if microsoft gets xcloud into countries that have uh lesser powered phones those if they if they're running on lesser powered phones, majority of those people probably wouldn't want to put money towards a controller um, or afford it. So being able to have touch controls is a brilliant move if they're going to try and work their way into, say, India, for example. Yeah, that's a great great move. This eliminates right you needing to have to spend money in a controller. Um, especially if you live in a third world country and finance is, is an issue. So good point on that, Ben. Um, anyone else want to add to touch controls before we move on to Google Stadia? All right. So before we get 
into this Kotaku article, as the guys on the head end, which kind of gives us, you know, a blueprint look at the final days of the first Broadway studio before they close. I do want to take time to just highlight some positive stuff that Stady has been doing, right? Again, Tuesday, they give us a list of stuff that's coming, and they highlighted that they're going to begin Outriders day one, which is impressive, close to them. Again, people were skeptical that they would even receive this game. But again, they didn't, they, they posted a blog, didn't tell us this, and this is really exciting news. I tweeted about this, right? So they are getting Stream Connect with this game and Crossplay. Again, did not put this in the blog. They should. This is huge, right? Huge, huge deal. But kudos to them getting this outriders again if you play eso i i feel like uh stadia is the place to be because they are highly pushing this game got most expansion on it and um they advertise this a lot so again get a new pet in tso elder scrolls online blackwood this is uh coming in june 1st again if you are stadia player and you play eso this is good news for you, right? So two good things happening. And then sales, 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 sales. I mean, we talk about sales here and this list of sales. Again, I look at this list and we own, I own the majority of these games. I'm looking and there's not one that I don't see that I own. But if you're a new user to Stadia, just a massive amount of sales. But let's touch on that real quick, right? Good news. Again, two weeks after the incident of First Party Studios uh, closing, they were consistent with bringing us uh, the Tuesday news, right? So shout out to them, Outriders, good stuff. What does the, what what else take on the Tuesday Stadium news? So to get started, we'll start with Holtz on this one. Well, I totally love the news. I'm I'm, I'm more that person where I do love the news, but I don't really like it looking for it. I'm more of like a YouTube person. So when someone drops the content out, I just go, ooh. But I mentioned last week how more important that the company sorted, once the news has been broke, they put on their store the pre-orders. Because I was saying that I'm really up for pre-ordering to sort of like plan how I want to play these games going forward. So when this news broke, I actually went to the Stadia store and actually clicked Outriders. So I was like, yep. Yeah, that's good news. That's another game coming. Yeah. Oh, Blackwood, do I want that? Mm, yeah, good. So I've actually got two pre-orders. Now, welcome that if that stage is going forward and wants to drop the news, please update your store. Okay. So good stuff. You went to the store. They had the game you were looking for. Yeah, they got a date. Over. They got a date. They got the yeah. features that was there. You know, they, they got all the details there, and I've just clicked pre-order. Okay. So, and then yeah, of course, when I go to stores, if I browse on my Xbox or PlayStation Five, I'm the same type of person. I always go to coming soon or deals. They're the only two tabs. So seeing Stadia have all these great deals, like I'm like you, I've got most of these games. But if you are new to Stadia, you're waiting for these prices to drop really cheap. Some of these games actually have dropped real lots, like the Tomb Raiders or Doom or Doom Eternal. They've dropped to a really great price, and I would recommend anyone that was. You know, curious about stage or playing cloud, but wanted to buy a game that was cheap, definitely jump in and play these games. Yeah. Again, good selection of games. If you guys haven't purchased these games yet, I'm highlighting it for you guys to see right here. But let's check in with you, Jerry. What's your take on the Tuesday Stadium news? 
All right. Um, so, Outriders. First, let me say to anyone who is watching this at any point, if you enjoy your 30 frame per second gaming and you have no problem with it and you either can't tell the difference or it doesn't matter to you, that's fantastic. But you're the minority. Most people, especially these days, are very used to 60 FPS or higher. And I will be excited for Outriders if I see it running at 60 FPS on Stadia like it should. If it does, even with the issues Stadia is having, even with not knowing if it's going to be around or not be around, I would say definitely if you're a fan of Stadia, buy Outriders there and play it. It's going to be great. If it's stuck at 30 FPS, absolutely not. I went back and tried to play Valhalla the other day just to try it again, and I, I couldn't do it for more than five minutes. I went right back to Luna, GeForce Now, my PC, Xbox Series X, PS5, any other console I could put my hands on, and it played so much better. Mm. So that's a problem that has to be fixed. When you have a big game like this coming, and I hope they do it, Cyberpunk, I was like so pleased. I put performance mode on, 60 FPS, and I actually could enjoy Cyberpunk on Stadia, and it was great. So I don't know what kind of Outriders we're getting yet, so I can't say a lot about it, but I hope it has the 60 FPS. For those of you that love 30, that's great. Yeah. Um, the Elder Scrolls, I tried that game too. It's like you're waiting for the game to finish loading in. It doesn't have the HD textures. It looks really rough even compared to an Xbox One X. It has frame rate issues. I haven't tried it in a few months. I don't know if there's been updates to fix any of this, so definitely let me know if there has been. But this game just ran so bad for me on Stadia, I couldn't really get into it. So to be excited about the expansion, not so much for me, because I've compared it to One X, Series X, PC, everywhere else I could play, and it just wasn't great. As far as the sales, all of us have these games, or we're subbed up to Ubisoft Plus or whatever the case may be. But for people that are either new or they, they don't buy games like we do because they're not crazy and they only play a couple of games a year, you know, the Tomb Raider games are always good, and I like those on Stadia. I like um, Wildlands on Stadia. Cyberpunk, if you haven't grabbed it, and please, if you haven't played Star Wars yet, I don't know where you've been, but you need to get it and play it. It also plays pretty darn good on Stadia. So that's pretty much what I have for them this week. Anytime I see Doom Eternal for 20 bucks, I'm, guys, man, if you haven't experienced that game for 20 please do, man. The Just make sure so it's good. your kind of game before you go and spend the That's money. True. Just be sure that Doom is your thing before you go and do it. But yeah, it is awesome. This is so good. Oh, okay. So, Mark, what's your take on the Stady Tuesday news? Uh, exactly the same as Jerry. I will get excited about Outriders once I know what kind of Outriders we're getting. Uh, because this is that exact specific kind of game where 30 FPS won't do it for like a third-person co-op shooter like that. It's going to be unplayable at 30 FPS. And I know that sounds pretty snobbish, but <laughs> um, but other than that, I think this is a good example of the fact that despite the week that Stadia has had, and I know we're going to get onto some of that other stuff, like if you if you search Stadia right now, that's all you're going to see is the bad stuff. And this is a, a prime example of good stuff is happening and they're just not shouting loud enough for it to be you know for it to go over the bad stuff from everyone else yeah. like a blog post and a tweet on a tuesday doesn't do it in terms of their comms and their marketing uh like i i didn't know about that i don't actively go out and search for or i mean other than the fact that i'm a content creator and have to report on it this is the only reason i would go out and search for this stuff to find out what is happening the everyday person it's so hard to see the stadium news other than the stuff that gets pushed into your face, which is, you know, because of the way the media works, it's all the negative stuff. Yeah. So they're not doing, I mean, we've said it time and time again, we're going to say it every week, it goes back to communication 
and they're not doing a good enough job of it. So to go farther, you saying why don't they, you know, advertise this or talk about this more? The thing is, my question is like, why don't they properly advertise? Or I mean, again, blog post. The the two biggest feature coming to this game was not announced. To me, it, it it's a huge head scratcher. Crossplay, you know, people want that. Stream Connect, you know, people want that. This game that you highlight and is bringing that, and in your blog post, there's no mention of it. It's just, well, just I think even the fact that it is a blog post, it feels like that's how you communicate stuff on the internet five or ten years ago. It's not, you know, the fact that we put in the effort to do a, a you know a roundup of the news. People prefer a video, you know, people are lazy nowadays. People want a video format. They want to be spoon fed this stuff, you know. And so, why don't they just do that? Either have their own, I mean, they have a YouTube channel, put some of the highlights on there every week. It's going to be so much more accessible. It goes into people's sub feeds. They'll take it all in that way. More people will see it than searching out for a blog post. Or even if they don't want to, you know, I don't know. It's hard to tell how big the Stadia team is at, at this point. No idea. Not going to try and put a number on it. Even if they can't do that, you know, this is exactly what we're talking about in terms of if you compare Stadia to Luna in terms of working with content creators. They could easily onboard or, or have some kind of partnership or get somebody to help them with this type of content, but they're very closed off and they're like, we'll do it our way. And our way is a blog post. Yeah communication again we'll get to that with that kotaku article but duncan duncan what, what's your take on this tuesday chief uh chief is now google stadium news yeah uh everybody's asking what uh i i writers is going to be it would be good if there was a demo on stadio stadio to actually do that <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm making a joke uh I, I'll, I think the reason why we don't have a demo is it's actually being outsourced to a different team, and that's why we're not getting it. And it's actually great news that the Outriders is coming to end date to Stadia. I yeah. think they didn't want to give us the actual date because, again, I think it's been being ported by someone else, and they weren't 100% sure that it was coming. But we did get the it would be coming to Stadia this year, which I was absolutely fine with. And with them actually getting it to end date, brilliant. Why are they not singing from the top of the mountain, Stream Connect and Crossplay? And it's just madness. I think I think it might have been myself who actually got it out there that it had Stream Connect. And it's like, come on, guys, this is a big selling feature. This is a, this is a feature which you could actually sell people to actually go to your platform. And you have completely hit it away. Um, you're actually making people to go back out there and look at look for it. It's not good uh, for the games uh, on sale. I'm I'm still my default position is Stadia still has not showed me enough for long term survival. Uh, I will not be buying any games in Stadia still. I will still be keeping my pro subscription. Uh, but if you feel confident in uh, Stadia's future work away and get them games because there is some crackers on there and well worth going for and the the the, the go-to for for me is the division two uh, because that is still the showcase title for me on stadia yeah so go ahead uh, Jose, we're going to say something no i was going to say well what would what you all think is the best feature so if we say like stream connect 
um, with Stadia outrides it. Do you think that's a better feature than the likes of GeForce's now DLSS and um, ray tracing? I mean, did that did actually Outriders promote that um, ray tracing on Outriders? By it? did anyone play it? Ooh. <laughs> Hold so, on, so, I, like, I like you in this panel, so, man. So the whole I, point I like is, is, did we actually play the demo and try RTX and DLSS? I think I, I can't remember talking about. It. I can't remember seeing information about it that was a part of the demo. So now, as a me as an Outriders purchaser, I'm like, okay, Stadia didn't promote um, Stream Connect, but neither did GeForce now promote their feature. So where am I going to go for this game? Which which is the best feature? You, realistically, the devs were the ones uh, that did promote those features in Stadia. Um, so I think they sh- they should have could have promoted in GeForce Now too, because yeah, Out- Outriders does support RTX and it DLSS. does. So if it okay. does, as long as you're on Founders, you should get it through GeForce Now technically. There you go. So again, no communication breakdown about that. So holds good fine on that too. I don't know. I'm I'm type of that person where I don't read much on the internet. I don't go looking for information. I just tick the bell icon on you know stages channel, and then I just see trailers, and then I tick the bell icon to my favorite creators, and then you do the sort of the overuse of the games. To me, that's more important than actually going to, like I said, an outdated blog post. So I feel like I am consuming information of games, trailers, and overviews of them. Yeah. So there's. They're doing a good message on the Stadia channel. Okay. Duncan, what, love, what's your take on that? Go ahead. I Jerry. love what Holtz brought up there with the with the features because there can always be that lack of communication for both sides. Yeah. But with Outriders launching April 1st, I'll be really interested to see as we're meeting up throughout March. I believe you're going to see a push from GeForce Now campaign Outriders yep. RTX DLSS in March, and then you probably won't see much from Stadia with their features, but then that would be a different conversation. But excellent, excellent point. Yeah, but for a person like me, you know, the pre-orders are already available on every console and every cloud service. So now, like, like a person like me, I've already clicked pre-order. So for other people, they're going to be curious. So the information should be there when they announce the title is available for that platform. Sure. So then the question is, who's at fault here? Because again, I the the fact that GeForce Now, neither GeForce Now or Google or the Stadia team is announcing this, and again, the devs were the ones who let us know this coming for Stadia. It, is it, I guess, are these companies leaving it to them to make that announcement? And are they slow to make that announcement themselves? I mean, maybe we are putting you know a lot of blame on stating GeForce now maybe is is Square Enix and and that studio that's kind of struggling to communicate about these features that's where i got the information about stream connect was off the gr off the the Square Enix, uh yeah. press conf- or press release it said with stream connect right right so again, maybe they're saying we want to announce this and Stadium GeForce now letting them do the announcement and they just slow with it. I don't know. I don't know. We're just speculating at this point. But you bring up a really great point, Holtz, and it's definitely something to think about for sure. But I think, Duncan, you said something that I want to go back to. And I hear this a lot from the Stadium community. And I just want to know where you guys stand um, before we talk about this Kotaku article. But I can't tell you how many questions DM I get about people saying, should I invest in Stadia right now? Should I make a purchase? Should I buy this game? 
you see this list of awesome games in sale. Like, people are asking, should I buy this, right? Is Stadia going to be safe? What are your thoughts about that? Um, are you guys still buying games? Are you guys still invested in Stadia's ecosystem? Where are you guys at with uh, just purchasing games in Stadia? Um, we talked last week about how long do you think um, before they shut down, but I guess this week, I just want to hear where you guys are at. Wait, are you guys still invested in this platform? So, Ben, I guess let's kick it off with you. Where are you at this? Um, I have mixed feelings because Stadia is the main platform that I play on, but my trust level has sunk, sunk so low that I've been buying my games on Steam and Epic instead. Okay. Um, I want to want to buy games on Stadia, but I'm not there right now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Where are you with that, Jerry? Yeah, as uh, probably similar to you guys, as a content creator, there's games I'm going to purchase for strictly content creation, like Outriders and, and that type of thing. Uh, but I said last week the same thing. I don't care if it was Xbox or Sony or Stadia or whoever it was. Anybody who has shut down their first-party studios and didn't have a really good announcement to go along with that, besides the little trickle of roadmaps we've seen, I'm not going to sit and say they're, say they're dead, but I can't purchase the games for there. But I'm also a person that wants to purchase games and hopefully have them for years and years. You could take someone like Holtz, who had said last week, he doesn't care if it's gone in six months. He'll go and spend money on new games somewhere else. He doesn't care about the old games. I think for people like that, Absolutely. Go buy crazy, go enjoy all that stuff on Stadia while it's here, because it may or may not be here for the long term. But for me personally, if I was just a gamer, like Ben said, things are just too shaky. I couldn't invest money in a platform because I like to invest pretty much till I'm dead. I want to be into something until I'm dead. I want Xbox to be here till I'm 90, then I pass away and they get rid of my digital collection. So I can't invest in a company that could be gone, um, showing signs that way. But as a content creator, I will be supporting them and buying games to test. Okay, thanks for that. Duncan, where I think I know where you are. <laughs> where I, are you? I, I am continuing my pro subscription, uh, but actually buying games, uh-uh, not a mission. I just do not see where f- things are going. And if people ask me, uh, what would I, would I recommend buying games in Stadia? Uh, it would be basically the Holtz one if you don't mind if things close down down the line. Uh, I think uh, I'm not sure if anybody else has been accused of this uh, recently, but I am getting uh, mentioned that uh, I I hate Stadia. I'm not invested in the platform. I don't pay any money. I'm not playing on Stadia. I just want to put this on record. I've actually had to change my Stadia, or I am playing under a new Stadia account because of I've been getting uh, some interesting things said to me. So I am now playing in that. So that is why you probably do not see me playing on Stadia as much. But I am still playing on it. But uh, I wouldn't recommend buying games on Stadia at this moment in time, unless you're willing to maybe lose money down the line. Because at this moment in time, I think that's where it is going. But... I'll the type of game that I was buying games on Stadia 12 months ago and I had to change my YouTube name and I had to create another Stadia account because I was getting the hate for buying games and that was 12 months ago. So when people don't really see me much on my, it's a different account because I I said I've got a family account of six. So I'm the same, but that was because people were bashing me for supporting the platform. 
and where you was like, like the opposite. So that's interesting. Yeah, the complete opposite. Can I just say something, man? Yeah, gaming is 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 gaming. It's it's a hobby. It's something that we do for fun to relax. Sometimes I feel like people take stuff like this very personal. I mean, just bashing people for not supporting the platform is is not cool. And so to hear Duncan that you have to change your name and hold to or getting that to is it's not cool. It it doesn't need to go that far. And just want to clear clear the air with that. But to me, on the point, I'm still playing fall games from stages release, and I I'm still believing that this is going to go on for a while. I don't think they're disappearing, but all I was trying to say is when the new Assassin's Creed comes out in two years' time, I won't really care about Valhalla. I've never went back to previous Assassin's Creed games. So that's why I'm trying to say, even though I've had a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 3, once the new next-generation games come out, I never cared about backwards compatibility. So I've got a digital library somewhere in the ethos that I don't really care about. That was what I was more focused on last week, but yeah. If they drop judgment now for pre-order, I would actually click pre-order. I've actually pre-ordered Outriders and I've actually pre-ordered Blackwood. And if they drop FIFA right now, I'm actually going to support it because I'm the type of game where I see it. Outriders coming out in April. I'm going to play it for a few months and then I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. So I can see this platform keep on growing and growing. Yeah, it's going strength to strength. And I know a lot of people are going to be worried. But if I take their way of thinking, I'm like, well, I've got a PlayStation 5 with one exclusive yeah. in a whole year. So to me, just as I start saying to people, don't buy a PlayStation 5, it's crap. Don't buy an Xbox Series X because Halo's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah. Don't buy a don't buy a Switch. The new games that are coming out are mostly ports, and you're not going to see them until 2022. So I start <laughs> saying like that. Yeah. So I feel, and, I just feel just play the games you want to play and support yeah. if you want to support. Thank you. Thank you for that, Holtz. Go ahead, Ben. I will say that. Depending on FIFA's price, I would probably buy that on Stadia just because I have more friends that I interact with on Stadia than I do on PC. Yeah. Yeah. True. Again, playing where your friends are is, is huge. Um, as far as for me with this situation, I'm a supporter. I put my money where my mouth is, right? So... When the Switch came out, you know, coming from a failure of the Wii U, a lot of people were skeptical if the Switch would succeed. Thank you for Breath of the Wild. But I started investing because I believe so much in that platform from the get-go, from the launch. I put my money where my mouth was. And I started purchasing digitally uh, arms. I purchased Splatoon 2. I purchased right when those games were released. Um with Stadium, do the same. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm <laughs> knowing Google phone them as long as I have. This is not looking very promising, but in order to show support, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. Uh, so FIFA, I'm going to get day one, uh, Outriders gonna get on Stadia and GeForce now day one too. Um, just to show support. If it closes down, I'll be pissed, but um, that's just who I am. I like to support devs. I like to support technology. And in the end, if I get, you know, if I get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If I don't get my best worth, my investment is is my fault. I'll take the blame, but hopefully Stadia thrives through all of this. It's funny that you mentioned the Wii U because I feel like the Wii U died because a lot of people were bashing it just like Stadia. Exactly. But then, but all the games that are selling big now on 
the Switch, like Mario Kart Deluxe, all the Mario Wii Kart. Wii the, the old Wii U port. And these people are like, oh, uh, uh, it's a great game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I feel bad. But I feel like a lot of people was bashing the Switch as well at the back of Wii U. They so were. people were scared. And now look how many oh, yeah. how many people, if you if, if people just stick with it and invest and invest yeah. and say, so what, I'm happy with these titles, it will actually grow and expand, and then people will be changing their perceptions and jump on board. And that's yeah. a feel that's a feel with Stadia. Yes, it might have old games, but a lot of people that are doing these polls are saying, I have never played Jedi Fallen Order. I have never played this. I have yeah. never played that. Yeah. So I think if you if you if you invested in, in this tech and you want to play these games, you'll like it, you'll start speaking, and it will grow. And it'll yeah. just be like anything else. So something we uh, don't give Nintendo a lot of crap for is that they abandoned the Wii U. Let's just be real. They, I purchased a system and I felt I almost didn't buy the Switch because what they did to the Wii U. But they were able to, you know, I kick myself. I traded in all them games for the Wii U. I just give them away to like this GameStop, and now I'm paying full price for Mario 3D World, <laughs> Mario this, Mario, God. and I feel yeah. like to myself, why did I do? It? <laughs> yeah. So on on the positive, hopefully, you know, and we talked about this last podcast. If Steady shuts down, hopefully they move to learning from what didn't work with Stadium bringing it to maybe YouTube gaming or whatever they decide to do. Uh, just trying to be hopeful here. But, yeah, that's my take on, on this situation. Do Go ahead, Holtz. So I was going to say, would we accept, say, Stadia closed down in two years? Would we accept where they would offer us a two-year service package but just close down the storefront? Would, you, would anyone accept that? What What's a two-year? What would that look like? So just say Stadia died in two years and then you uh-huh. had 50-plus purchased games would you want stage to say well you can still have access to the service till next generation consoles but you can't buy any more games going forward would you accept that as a gamer i i think that's what's going to happen i think we're, we're just going to get a sunset you're when, when stadia goes it will be stadia's dead switches off it will be stadia's dead and uh, you've got two I, I don't think it's going to be two years i think you're going to get six months to a year mm. to, to, to to get your games done See, I would like I would I would like to say that I hope that it would be more like uh, Google Play Music, yeah, where, where they just yeah. kind of quit promoting it and made it so you can really, they they pushed everybody to to YouTube Music, yeah, but they kept you know all your stuff that you had purchased and everything you could still access on Google Play Music. It's just yeah. you weren't going to see any ads, you weren't going to see anything for it. It was just there, and now they're finally shutting it down. But that's been like almost two years now. Yeah, that's a brilliant transition because I had huge playlists and I was very concerned with what would happen to that. But yeah, they all migrated to YouTube Music now. So maybe again, if YouTube gaming is something Stadia moves into, hopefully they do the same, right? We gotta wait. And hopefully, we wouldn't be having this conversation a year from now. Hopefully, Stadia will be thriving. New, new games, new features. And again, I do want to echo with um, Outriders, and I tweeted about this: is that if this is the future that Google takes with bringing Stadia exclusive features, getting same day release, offering cross play for third party games, I'm sold. Count me in, because this is awesome. Again, we wouldn't have to worry about not being able to find people. We'll have Stadia features to make the game more enjoyable playing on Stadia. It's just a win-win. And so, again, 
moving forward, I am so down for this. This is the route they, they're choosing to take. I would just give the word caution okay. for the next couple of months because a lot of these deals and stuff will still be in place from before, but we're just going to be coming sure. on through. Sure. Uh, so some of these things are going to be in place. It is what we're actually looking for is the news of games six months, nine months yeah. down the line. Yeah. These ones in the next three to six months would be all tied up. So yeah. I think we're, we're in a sort of false position at this moment in time. So we just need to see how it all pans out. Yeah. And, and that, and that goes back to that goes back to what I said earlier about all the AAA titles that Stadia has currently were already pre-existing contracts true. before they even launched. Yeah, they're very. Hey. I, I don't. I don't think. I think there's maybe one or two that they that they've made before, but they already like they were like Ubisoft games where they already yeah. had, you know, a, a partnership with Ubisoft. So true. I believe you guys are right on, and I think come E3 or GDC or you know Gamescom, whatever big. When you see those big third-party games, right, if they come to Stadia, like in 2022, 2023, then you know that um, I would say by then that Stadia is still trying to fight to get those games in the platform. But if they release with no Stadia date or announcement, then we can we can be concerned um, because it means it'll... it'll Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. Diablo. That's not coming. <laughs> but to say Stadia gets all the fall games again this year, do you think there's still going to be a lot of naysayers after two years are still going to say Stadia's dead on arrival? They're still going to portray that message even though we've actually had big hitters? I I, I think you're very optimistic still with uh, October time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm still really expecting uh, announcements soon. Uh one of the key dates is going to be July. Uh, some yeah, people have brought this up. No, uh, GDC, the Game Developers Game Conference. Conference. Yeah. Uh, if Stadia is quiet there, yeah. I think uh, we the writing. We don't think the writing's on the wall now. I think that's going to be the writing on the wall for a lot of people now. Yeah. That that's going to be basically your game over screen. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. So, that's coming so, soon. That's, so let's let's all build the hype train. GDC Phil Harrison's <laughs> gonna come out like a like a wrestler and go, ah, oh, oh, he's returned. So, Stop the games. Yeah, something I've learned is setting expectations for Stadia. So I'm not gonna do that. If they show up, great. But I'm not. I mean, how many times have we expected a connect to happen and it didn't? Even just Phil Harrison addressing what happened two and a half weeks ago right you'd expect them to address that but they haven't so again don't don't get your expectations too high in gdc man i feel like you guys will be disappointed for sure all right let's talk about this article we're want to leave at least 10 minutes to talk about the future of cloud gaming with all you guys but kotaku um you guys have heard about this article. It's nothing new, but pretty much to summarize it, Phil Harrison sent an email to the Stadia staff, the devs, and stated that they were making progress, right? And then I believe it's five days later was the announcement of, of the first-party studios. And so Kotaku wrote an article saying that they have four sources, right, who can back 
these things. And they were saying that when it comes to communication, it's something that the Google Stadia team is struggling with. Uh, they've stated that no one in top management is taking wants to take the blame for the closure of the first-party studios. Um, there's a lot of things said here. And again, they state that Microsoft purchase of Bethesda was one of the things that, you know, kind of added to the closure of the first party studio. They say that COVID also um, affected Google's launch and also was another reason for Stadia not doing so well. But just want to talk about this. Hopefully you guys got a chance to watch videos or check in on this. Um, but what's your take on this uh, when it comes to just communication and Google Stadia's future? Are you guys confident that they can bounce back from this or do you guys have concern? So we'll get started with Ben. Where are you at with this, sir? I mean, they took the effort to take uh, Jade Raymond's tweet down. So, (laughs) And what did she tweet? She tweeted, you know, how, you know, basically she tweeted the Kotaku article. Um, I have a screenshot of it. Let Let me see. Yeah, I think she tweeted the article, and our Bang Bang uh, joined in during that as well. Yep, uh, Alex Hutchinson. Yep. Okay. What, what do you call him? Bang Bang. Yes, that's his. That's his Twitter hang. Oh, okay. Okay. So pretty much they're confirming that is legit if they retweeting it, right? Yeah. She she said Stadia leadership praised development studios for quote unquote great progress just one week before laying them all off. She tweeted that. She tweeted that. I screenshotted it, and then it was was deleted like three hours later. Okay. So again, some confirmation there as well. All right. So give give you a take on this. Anyone, fire away. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's just, I mean, come on. It's it's more with all the communication issue. I see all the notes I freaking have here. Um, If Stadia doesn't share a lot of numbers, and so not only do we have communication issues, we apparently have a huge player base issue. And that's like when Duncan's saying, keep your, your expectations tempered for like GDC and stuff like that. If it is possibly true that Stadia is not going to hit 1 million users this year, and that has been a big thing for me, if you don't have a player base, you don't have a platform. You don't have developers bringing your game there, and it's just a huge problem. And they're in such a hole. How do you dig out and grow the player base? How do you get the games there? How do you get the developers to want to bring them there? They're not even just in a hole. They're like in a trench. They, they have some serious things to try to do. Um, the whole tweet thing, I mean, that shouldn't have never been taken down, but I'm a free speech freak. Um, I think unless you're just being truly hateful to someone, uh, any any opinion you have is to be respected. That's I don't like tribalism. I don't like fanboyism. I think it's all toxic, and I think everybody has the right to say whatever they want to say about anything, not just gaming, and and have that be left alone. But that's that's how I feel about that. It should have never been taken down, but friends call friends, and that's what happens. Um, Phil Harrison, we'll get to that part, but, you know, Gaikai, Kai, Atari. Xbox One launch, PS3 launch. You just go on and on, and it's never been good for gaming. Never, not once. Um, no. It's always been an issue. So <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like I want to stay super positive for Stadia, and I want all the fans of Stadia to get what they wanted it to be. I, I, I want that to exist, but I'm not stupid, and I have to look at all the facts. And the communication, 
telling these people they're doing a great job and then saying bye a week later and then not even coming out with an announcement after that and so on and so so on. It's been trip after trip after trip and issue. And obviously, just from track record, um, from up top down, they just don't know what to do with a gaming division. They just don't know what to do with it. And uh, I have been really sad seeing the potential of Stadia fade, to be honest with you. Uh, when I first started covering it a year ago, I was like, wow, the potential that is here. And I haven't seen Stadia get better. I've seen it get worse. And that COVID excuse, that's not true. I said last week, you can look it up all you want, all the numbers you want. Stadia is the only gaming platform that didn't absolutely explode because of everyone being home. Uh, they're the only one. That should have been their opportunity, not their holdback. So, and then closing first party studios because Microsoft bought, but what kind of statement is that to come out and instill confidence in the players? We backed down because they made a big move. They made $15 billion and spent 7 billion of it to become better for gamers. So we're just, ugh, we're going to back down. That's just, it doesn't help. And it just seems like they don't come out with anything good after that to help. So I want to stay super positive, but just looking at everything laid out in front of me, I'm with Duncan most of the time. The truth is I don't think Stadia will be here after this year, or the summer, but I want it to be, and the fans of it, I want them to get what they want. Nice. I, Go ahead, Ben. I mean, I, th- I think it, it's it's pretty clear. You look at all the like the the whole Grim Reaper meme that was going around with Phil Harrison on it, killing off all of his prior projects. I mean, it, it's you know, I hate to be, you know, say fire somebody, but you know, it it, it might be time. I mean, he's there's the communication's terrible. I mean, everything you're saying it it, it points back to the leadership. Someone commented on here saying Phil needs to go. I'm trying to find that comment, but it might I, be I don't. I know we're going to be coming on to that. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's just going to sound weird when I say this. It's not Stadia's fault. It's Google's fault. It's. Uh, we're going to be coming on to the big Phil in the second, but he's middle management for all intents and purposes he he still got people up there stadia is not taken serious by google it's a side project it's off to the side and it's not at the big table so he's having to actually deal from the top i'm not defending him because of that article he doesn't come out well off it but he is not the one who's actually seems to be for me at fault it's actually the guys over in google but for me, the most worrying part of that article wasn't that they, they knew the week before. That's, I hate to say that, that's like maybe common sort of practice in the big sort of world out there. It was the the comment about Bethesda. Oh, my God, Microsoft has bought Bethesda. What the f- are we meant to do now? Uh, yes, I didn't say it. Don't worry. I bleeped it out. It was like, uh, what there we go. <laughs> and I think they have just, uh, they don't have the stomach for the fight. They know they're going to have to start throwing the money down and they just don't. And they're trying to just pivot to this white label as soon as they can now. So see, let me- I, I, see, I think it's uh, funny that you mentioned Phil, Phil Harrison as middle management. He was middle management at, at Microsoft and at at Sony as well. And had the same problem. Phil Sp- Phil Spencer also middle management, but he has better communication with the you know Microsoft leadership. He does so, a much better job yeah. protecting Xbox. So do you see? Go ahead. I was just going to say, from what I have heard, uh, Google have got Stadia on a very very short leash, and they have to do everything through 
Google. They, they, if they want to blow their nose, they have to go ask Google for permission sort of thing. Anything at all, they have to go through that extra there. They're not just treated completely separate. Yeah. So, okay. So, again, following Google. For, so, I, I do want to get to something before I say this, though. You guys have brought about the Bethesda acquisition. Uh, and I want to know, do you, do you guys feel like Google might have been eyeing them as a uh, buyout purchase? And maybe Microsoft, I'm seeing head shaking, so I'm assuming no, right? Maybe Microsoft beat them to the punch, and that might be just like, oh, shit, like, we have no cards to play here anymore. I don't, I don't go, think it's go, a go. beat them to the punch. It's Sorry, sorry, Ben. Uh, it's it's money. So what was the amount? I mean, Duncan don't know the number, $5.13 billion or something that Google had lost on cloud during their, their conference call 5. or something? 5.6. Okay, well, here's Microsoft spending seven billion saying we still have eight billion <laughs> left and we're making so much on Game Pass. We're gonna buy more. Like they have so much money. They don't need Microsoft money to make yeah. Xbox successful anymore. Xbox itself is doing that. Yeah. And I think it's it wasn't beat them to the punch. They looked at that expenditure and, and Google's like, well, we're never gonna do that. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't, maybe we didn't know what we were getting into. Right. Maybe we didn't make Stadia a, a gaming division. Maybe we don't want to invest 10, 20 billion dollars and make it something amazing like Microsoft has. So that I think would be more financial than anything else. Makes sense. Good point. And just re- and just remember, if Microsoft ban Bethesda, apparently we're going to be getting more of this information if and when the Bethesda deal gets confirmed. It's getting confirmed. Uh, there's going to be uh, some sort of a conference about uh, what's happening in their uh, games. They're not going to be coming to Stadia. Stadia has lost a load of their big games now. They're going to continue to have uh, Elder Scrolls, but their next game's not going on Stadia. The next uh, Rage isn't going on Stadia. Any of these ID, sorry, id games and... my head's just where all these Bethesda games will not be coming to Stadia, so they have just lost a lot of their big third party because of the sale as well. We always say Bethesda, but it's Zenimax. It's you. Yeah, it's it's bigger than just yeah. You're right in that. Good to hear y'all's take. Horse, you've been a little quiet there, then. Uh, no, I was agreeing yeah, what, but... what everyone was saying, but the whole point is I do feel sorry for developers, but I'm not going to blame right. it on Stadia because all last year I heard developers were getting laid off by Amazon, developers were getting laid off by EA, Naughty Dog was pushing developers to do a crunch, and then when he finished the contract, he got pushed on. Um, CG Project Red didn't want to listen to their developers, so I feel sorry for developers because it's the industry they're working. So I think these countries just... You know, approach them, and that is the way you have to do with contracts. But what I really feel sorry about these developers, Google had a vision. These were already working for projects that could have been successful on PlayStation 5, Xbox, or whatever other service, and Google enticed them to come to their service and promised them this is going to be this, and it doesn't look like they fight it for the future of the platform. So these developers now are unemployed, and it's, you know, because they feel like they've been led on by Google. That's all I'm upset about. Yeah. So just read the, I believe is the last paragraph to this, and it just kind of summarized what you said. Um, it says, developers hope Stadia's game studios will survive its issues, if for no other reason than that Google, in theory at least, could afford to burn through hundreds of millions trying to jumpstart a new game platform with exclusive content. In- instead, it ended up burning through trust of some of the approximate 150 devs 
impacted by the abrupt uh, change in direction. Now, remaining state employees have to pick up the pieces while wondering how they can trust leadership and anyone uh, and how anyone can trust Stadia. So imagine working in this work environment right now as a Stadia, you know, whoever who's still left in with Stadia. Trust is not an issue. Um, and it's, I think it was last podcast, uh, I, was it Chase who's, who said, you know, the things needed in a, in a company to survive and trust being one of them, right? How can they be motivated to continue growing Stadia if they don't even know if it'll be around? Um, I, I, I keep saying this. They got to they gotta make FIFA Pro. They got to pull an, F1, an F1 move that they did. Make FIFA Pro, build a player base. Once they've got a, pay, a player base, then they can start making moves. But right now, they don't have enough people to keep it alive, really. Hmm. But 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 here's the, here's your big issue with that: they won't market it. The F one being a, a pro game is actually pretty big. If you actually look how big F one is out there, it's got its own esports. Yeah, it's got everything. They could have marketed that and did some sort of uh, thing with uh, Codemaster, say we want to do this as a big deal thing. Can you run an esports weekend for us or something to get a bit of interest going? You just don't know how to market it. it the, it's just the difference, yeah. the difference but, is that FIFA runs on microtransactions, so EA would be more than willing to have that conversation because they would make so much money if it was open to everybody that you know had a subscription. But I was say, but who knows? Maybe Google did actually want to say to F1, "Hey, we'll do this big, huge marketing deal for Stadia," and then the likes of EA just went, "No, we're not working with them. You're staying away. You don't know what other market." You don't want to know overmarket and things was trying to push them away from Stadia. So that just comes back to money. If they said we're going to pay you to do it, they're going to go, okay, this is how much it's going to cost. And uh, just going to do a wee quick thing about the case ball here. And uh, this is the Bethesda deal or selling Max. I just said Bethesda because it's just stuck in my head. It won't come into effect until Microsoft have done it and it'll be the next games going forward. So it'll be like Doom 3, you won't see in Stadia and things like that. Hmm. So we had some other little things to cover about this, but um, I think just hearing you all talk about the issues we address, Phil, we all think that he kills whatever he touches. Uh, how does this affect you know Google moving forward? We kind of touched on that a little bit. We talked about Microsoft and Bethesda uh, acquisition and what that meant for Stadia. So we do have about five minutes, but I do just want to ask the panel, who do you have winning this year, right? Um, let's let's talk about that. And because changes has, has happened, right? Who do you guys see winning this year? Not overall, just this year. So to get started, let's start with you. Uh, Jerry takes on this. We're we're kind of dependent upon upgrades for this, but um, if I'm speaking truly just cloud gaming, no real cloud PCs or local hardware or anything, um, we're basically, I think xCloud could be it. I think by fall, if they pull off everything they say between the browser, the 4K, the, your purchase games in xCloud and, and, and it's working really well, bam. I mean, I think they've got the player base. I think they've got it. The content first party is going to be rolling. So I think they'll take it if they get the upgrades and they get where they want to be. Um, right at their heels is GeForce Now. I mean, yeah. absolutely. 
again, player base, the, the way they're growing, the amount of games, they'd be right at their heels. And then I don't know, like, I, this is going to sound funny, but I have Stadia and Luna just kind of hanging down there because we don't know what's going to happen with Stadia and Luna we don't either, but it's just getting started as to where we don't know what Stadia is going to do. So, you know, Luna might be more of a, a real force to reckon with by the end of this year to beginning of next year, like spring 2022. But for this year, xCloud and GeForce Now, they've got, like, potential written all over them for cloud gaming this year. I didn't even hear you you mentioned shadow i did not even well i didn't go into cloud pc too much but sure. shadow is still like its own thing yes we have yeah. max settings yes there's that fire cloud but it's a thing on its own yeah. and it's expensive it's not going to be for everybody right now i looked into that uh it's it's cool but it's not for everybody so um yeah i don't think there's a lot of competition out there i think your shadow your max settings and then there's some other companies trying but if you're just looking for a cloud gaming platform without the pc aspect of it then i think we're at the the x cloud uh, geforce now thing okay Cool, cool. Good to know. Duncan, let's hear your take. If the upgrades come, if all that comes, it's going to be xCloud. I think it's, it is very, very clear. It will be xCloud if they get the upgrades. I would have GeForce now second. Uh, I'm getting more and more focal on this. I think they need to get rid of the free uh if the part of it, if the GeForce now, or just completely revamp that because I think that's doing them a massive disservice at this moment in time because of the queuing, because the queues seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger for the free service. If you're paying for it, it's definitely up there rocking uh, with that. I'm like sure I'm just going to keep the others to the side. The one I am going to keep my eye on the most this year and I think it could actually surprise people is PlayStation Now because we have heard we have heard from uh, Square Enix earlier the 1st of January. You can check it out in your press release that they are expecting that to be upgraded this year. So absolutely big things there. Then for me, it is probably Luna because they're going to have an exclusive but exclusives don't matter, a big exclusive. Uh, and Stadia, if it's Stadia, if it's about there, uh, which is really, really uh, disappointing. Uh, I think we're all... I think Colts might be slight, be slightly different, but I, I'm just really, really worried about uh, Stadia and I, and I do not want it to go, but... Uh, that is where I'm seeing seeing it. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Ben? Where do you see things a year from now? Who do you have on top? Same thing as Jerry and Duncan. If we get the upgrades, I mean, xCloud by far. Uh, I think, you know, G- GeForce Now will, will be a good second, but I, I think xCloud will be farther ahead than we think, considering that uh, Samsung has been pushing Game Pass Ultimate on their phones. Um, and then once you have browser support and that's on iOS too, I mean, you're going to have easy, easy access. Mm-hmm. Whereas GeForce now you're going to have to go and search for more, whereas, you know, Samsung's already promoting Game Pass. Yeah. And I can see Microsoft trying to, you know, market that on iOS, right? When that becomes a thing, right? Working with Apple, hopefully to get some marketing, right? But yeah, Samsung and Apple to the biggest mobile and you got a good thing going. How about you, Holtz? What's your take? I'm in loads of minds at the moment with like this. At first, I'd say Xbox. Xbox got the great content 
games that I really want to play. And once they upgrade them server blades, I'm definitely going to be really impressed. But I, going forward the next few months, I would like to see them announce like a new Forza or a new Halo to push the service, right? Mm-hmm. But me, I'm the type of gamer that I would like... If I think of August, September, October, I'm the type of person where where's the Madden, where's the FIFA again? And if Xbox or Luna or GeForce now doesn't have these games, then Stadia does. I'll be going, well, Stadia's the best one because it's got the ones, the games that I want to play at that time. They're all often 4K. They're all great, and they've all got promise, but that doesn't mean they all can't slide at the waste of the next few months with the games that are coming. Sure. Right? GeForce now definitely second once they upgrade it. And part of me is like, I wish they started saying, Are you going to get Kingdom Hearts from the Epic Store to join GeForce now? And then part of me is thinking, Well, what happens if you've already made a deal with Square Enix? Could you bring Final Fantasy Remastered to GeForce now? So part of me is like, I'm putting a little bit of blind faith in them, thinking, Well, that would skyrocket GeForce now for me over the next few months. But like I said, it's all up in the air at the moment. Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm not really one of the gamers that taught my PlayStation now, but if they upgrade it and drop the games that I like from PlayStation yeah. now, I'll be definitely banging the drum. I literally, I'll just jump ship and so. Sony, I'm like, don't have to do much, man. Just bring the first parties. But you make a good point by saying uh, something, an advantage right now that Stadia has over its competitors is it does get the AAA games in their release as other play- if they can be consistent with getting FIFA's there, right? Same day release, and again, doing something with cross uh, platform play. Xbox is promising that they're going to do the same, but until that happens, yeah, um, Stadia is still in in it, I think, personally. But for me, hands down, I think Microsoft has the most potential. But again, a lot of the promises they make, right? They've teased us here and there, but they have to now live up to that and they are out of beta so we should hold them accountable just the same if come fall of this year we're not seeing this these features that they promised but yeah if it all comes true upgrade to 6x uh browser support ios support you know 1080p we dreaming about 4k at this point yeah, they're going to be a huge force to be reckoned with for sure and then my second would be GeForce now my goodness, if they can bring those games that left, bring the Call of Duties back, bring the Bethesda, even though that's probably not going to happen with the acquisition, but bring those games back. That's all people care about now. Are we going to get COD back? Are we going to get, you know, um, Warzone, uh, Activision Blizzard games? Are we going to get those back? Answer that question. If they can do that, they are top second. And my goodness, PlayStation, whenever they decide to take cloud gaming seriously, they're going to be a force too. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't understand why Activision is not actually playing like you know playing every side because Call of Duty is big. It's a big huge talent, and I'm surprised they're not going around GeForce now, Luna, PlayStation now, and Stadia going. Who wants this game first on their platform? Come on, pick up your money and let's go. How how about it? Go ahead. The difference is Activision has Call of Duty Mobile, and it's a huge success. Huge. They don't they don't want to risk that by getting into the cloud gaming industry because they're getting so much money from that right now. How about if they work in on something similar, right? How about if this Google's route to let uh, devs or publishers use the cloud? You know, because imagine if if they do something like Nintendo's doing right now with like getting specific games on the cloud, on the platform. Imagine if Activision somehow says, 
I'm going, we're going to make Call of Duty cloud version, right? We're going to push it out through, um, you know, Google Stadia. You can log onto a website, but you'll be able to play. I don't, I don't know how, but they might be working on something on, on the side on their own. And that's why, again, they're not on any cloud platforms. And that is a head scratcher to me. Um, so we'll see. It really upsets me that, that the fact is the fault of, yes, you have to make money, but if they're publishing it for mobile, because that's where the money is, I'm like, wow, everyone's supporting mobile over cloud. It just makes me feel upset because I'm like, yeah. I believe cloud's the future, but if yeah. the money's in mobile, I definitely make your games for mobile, but I know it'll actually stun games growth. Yeah, mobile has proven its successful business model. I still feel like the cloud is still trying to figure out what that is. And until they do, once that starts, and Microsoft might be one of the first people to pull it off. But until that model's, uh, you know, identified, I think that's when we'll start seeing them take cloud seriously. But cool, man. It's good to hear y'all's take on, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I haven't read the chat, but curious to know what you guys have, who you guys think is going to come out on top. Maybe you guys can leave that in the comments after this airs but again uh we're out of time but appreciate you guys joining us we tried to pull you guys into conversations this week so hopefully that was fun but members it's good debate man good hearing y'all's taken topics and holds man again you're you definitely did some in Incredible things with stadia conversations, man. You uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm sneaky and just I sort of like just listen and I'm like, okay, I'm playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah. So. I love it. I love it. It's pretty cool. All right, fellas. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. same time West Coast. But appreciate you guys. Give you guys a chance to just plug your channels and what you guys do. So start with Jerry. What what's what are you doing? Where can people find you? Yeah, guys, uh, Game Tech Planet, uh, YouTube, Twitter, everything from cloud, console, and PC. Always always putting out something. Try to do something every day. Cool. cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And Duncan, where can people find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me at Wonder Escape Getting Shouted At and uh, Cloudy with Games. And uh, we've got a couple of things tomorrow. We're going to do the cast tomorrow. So that should be good, some good crack where we're going to double down on the new word stuff and the game announcement. Um, we're doing a new thing called the Duna Club, which might be worth che- checking out. Nice. How about you, Holtz? What do you do and where can people find you? So Holtz on youtube and stadia and halted six on twitter so i'll just post some random stuff and i'll be happy to have people argue or debate with me if they want to you know leave off Duncan for the weekend come and join me for a bit i'll happily take that load <laughs> cool cool and ben what do you do where can people find you sir um, i'm the cloud gaming discord guy my username is right there um under my face so um i'm on everybody's all these guys discord servers and you can always engage with me and ask questions and i'm happy to debate argue you know have fun with you guys right so just y'all seriously ben i don't know how you do it just being as active as you are in all of the uh discords but man you you kill it bro and seriously I wonder how I met you was asking you with help with Shadow PC, uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi. I think you were in one of my streams. I don't know if 
But yeah, very insightful. So if you guys have any questions, man, if you can't reach any of us, you'll probably find Ben on the Discord. So definitely check him out, ask him questions. Good stuff, for sure. But yeah, appreciate you guys watching. And again, we'll be back next Saturday. And let us know what you think about our intro uh, made by Duncan in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I right, appreciate y'all. Later.